This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program featuring the ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and author of the significant new book entitled The Nature and Power of Prayer. In today's program, we are in the section of Pastor's Series on Heavenly Authority, where he is teaching about the gifts, the offices, and the workings given in the New Testament. And to introduce the topic, he began with a discussion of the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. When we left off, Pastor Greg was discussing how this promise of God, the gift of the Holy Spirit, endued the believers with power from on high. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo. But neither then, because you understand what's the valuable part to be made into the image and the heart of Jesus Christ, do you let go of the very tools he gives us, he what? Promises us to use for the ministry. And not just certain people, not just Peter and the apostles, but for all of you, for all who are afar off, for you and for your children, for all to whom the Lord our God will call. These gifts, this promise of the Father to be endued, endued with power from on high, is the birthright of every Christian. And we can't push away that which God gives out to us. What is the word in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for these gifts of the Spirit? Charisma. The power of God, the gift of God. It's a gift. Like salvation is a gift. It's a gift that we have to say yes to. We can't work for it, but we say yes to it. It's a gift offered to every man, woman, and child in the world. Jesus Christ died for the sin of the world. But only those who receive it receive salvation, right? That's the gift of salvation. Well, there's another promise. I will send you another helper to be with you forever. And it's a gift. It's grace. We don't earn it. He leans down and he gives it to us. But just like we need to receive salvation, we need to receive this power from on high. And when we're stuck in the point of receiving salvation, but not really wanting to receive the power from on high, we're caught. I think of a person that goes into a building, right? We're heading into this building in one of those turnstile revolving doors, and you get in and all of a sudden it jams, and you're not outside, but you're not inside. Right? We're stuck. And that's the position as Christians we can find ourselves in if we don't receive the promise of the Father meant for all generations, Jew and Gentile, all those who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, this power from on high. But we have to ask for it. We have to ask for it, and we're going to get to that in a moment. If we had to do everything just right, how would you ever get saved? The Holy Spirit is gracious. There are people that accept Jesus Christ that don't even know about the workings of the Holy Spirit, and yet the Spirit of God is working with them, right? So God is gracious, but as you study his word, as you hear his gospel, you know this is something we need to seek and to pursue and to ask because 
This is the way the church went forward and the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, now, you'll have times of terrible demonic activity, and God has the tools in here that as you pray can come out and break and shatter that darkness. So you don't want to get to the point that your, your faith is based upon feeling. Your faith does not go by how you feel. Your faith is solid in Jesus Christ, but there will be manifestations of your faith in this world, and Jesus promises these gifts, and not just an inner working, but an outward manifestation. He'll, he'll be with you and in you, in and with, Jesus said, of the Holy Spirit to give us power in this world. And we have to, like you said, ask and seek and knock. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, what I referenced before, John says, John the Baptist, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So the baptized, the baptizer in water is just another believer. And you immerse yourself into the Lord Jesus Christ, the work he does for you in the water of baptism. But this baptism, this baptism in the Holy Spirit, the baptizer is who? Jesus Christ himself at the right hand of the Father, asking the Father for the gift to be poured out on his children we are baptized in the Holy Spirit by the Lord Jesus Christ. He will baptize the Messiah. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And any knowledge of the book of Acts, any casual reading even of the book of Acts, will show you that this power that falls upon believers is not just limited to the day of Pentecost. This being endued with power from on high goes on from there. We read at the beginning that section where the believers, the apostles and the, their companions pray, assemble together after they've been threatened by the Sanhedrin and the high priest not to preach in the name of Jesus, how they pray for boldness and they pray for healings and they pray for signs and wonders to be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. In chapter 8 of the book of Acts, in verse 14, Philip, one of the seven, the evangelist, has gone into a, a certain city of Samaria and he casts out unclean spirits and he lays hands on the people and many of the paralyzed and lame are healed and there's great joy and the people believe in Jesus Christ. They say both the men and the women were baptized. And then you baptize in water. And then you read down at verse 14 of chapter 8. Now this is to the Samaritans who are like half Jew, half Gentile. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, 
and when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, they've been baptized in water into Jesus Christ, into salvation. But they had not, it says here in verse 16, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they're saved. They accept Jesus Christ. They accept the testimony. And the testimony itself was done in power, right? Philip is working under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Demons are being driven out. You will cast out demons. You will lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. People are being healed just like Jesus promised, right? But he, the Holy Spirit, had fallen upon none of them. None of these believers now yet have the Holy Spirit falling upon them. Is the Holy Spirit working with them? Well, if the Holy Spirit had not been working with them, they would never have heard Philip's words. When they accept Jesus Christ, they're accepting Jesus into their heart. The Holy Spirit has right now to work in their heart and do a work. But the falling upon, this showering upon, this baptism of had not yet happened to them. It says here, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. It had not happened yet. What does it say in verse 14? They received the word of God. So they believe, right? And so when the apostles hear this, they know this city in Samaria believes. They receive the word of God. They sent Peter and John. Peter, the leader of the 12, John. Obviously, miracles have happened. They go down who when they had come down, prayed for them. They lay hands, they pray on them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet he, the Holy Spirit, had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So those who say, well, the minute I, was, I accepted Jesus Christ, the minute I was baptized into Jesus Christ, I received everything of the Holy Spirit I could receive, that in my mind does not line up with the Scripture. Certainly they're saved. Certainly the Spirit of God's working in them. But they don't have that power falling down upon them that was promised to everyone, even a Samaritan. Right? And so Peter and John come down, and what does it say here? Verse 17, Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. And he wants to try to buy this because he's all into power. Simon is the sorcerer. He just wants power. Some people will hang around Pentecostal churches, and they may not believe in Jesus Christ, but they like to feel the goings-on of it. So people like Simon the sorcerer, who understand there's a spiritual realm, and want to tap into it like the force, may enjoy some of these things. Simon's enjoying seeing this going on. He's saying, hey, I'll, buy, I'll give you money to show me how to do it. Right? And Peter says very strongly to him, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift, it's a gift, the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Peter, seeing this, is almost borderline as what? Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. He's not sure. 
He's saying, pray to see if you can, perhaps, be forgiven. How bad it was to have that attitude to play. You don't play with the things of the Holy Spirit. You don't play with the power from on high. This is not a game. This is the heart being right with God. And then God anointed his servants for service. And woe to those who have a heart like Simon the sorcerer. But you notice here that when they lay hands upon the people and they receive the Holy Spirit, verse 18, and Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, something happens, right? Something is manifest for him to say, wow, look what's going on. Not only do these people, they believe the testimony of Philip and been baptized in water, but look what's happening to them now that Peter and John have laid hands upon them. He sees something manifest, so much so that he wants a part of this also, but his heart is wicked and he doesn't understand and he's trying to pervert the way of God. My point is that there was a manifestation of the filling, of the pouring out, of the Holy Spirit falling on them. Clear manifestation that even Simon understood something's going on here. Subsequent to their being baptized in water, subsequent to them receiving the Word of God and accepting Jesus Christ. Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is available from booksellers everywhere. You can find information at www.pastorgregscalzo.com. And please don't forget to visit our church website for serious Bible study at www.shiarjashub.org.